0: Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Happy Halloween! As we've discussed on the Untold Podcast before, horror is a genre that we see utilized in both the Old and New Testaments. In fact, just last week, I preached one of Jesus' parables found in Matthew 22:1 1-14, and it can only be described in terms of horror. I'll put a link to the sermon in the show notes. So, we often utilize horror at the Untold Podcast to dig deep into spiritual truths. Today's show is no exception, and it was written by John J. Zelensky. John J. Zelensky is an award-winning author who has appeared on television, radio, and has been featured in numerous print articles as well as receiving high-profile reviews from the popular community. Having been inspired in part to write his first novel, Walker's Veil, by his own paranormal experiences as a child, John has developed a keen understanding of the supernatural. John, along with his wife and two children, love to watch the seasons change in beautiful Northeast Pennsylvania. Zelensky is the author of Walker's Veil, a supernatural thriller based on true events, and its prequel, The Journal of Ezekiel Walker. Walker's Veil has been optioned for a film by Algencia Productions. You can find John J. Zelensky online at www.johnjzelensky.com, over at his Facebook page, and via the Twitter handle, at John Zelensky. Head over to our show notes for the direct links. Today's story originally appeared in the Crossover Alliance Anthology, Volume 2. So, without further ado, the Untold Podcast is proud to present The Attic, by John J. Zelensky. The wet stench of decaying wood lay heavy on the humid air that enveloped its victim. The man moved his eyes slowly from side to side, grasping only slivers of light from the jagged floorboards beneath him. He released a long and slow breath through trembling lips as droplets of moisture trickled down his dirty skin. Pulling his arms around his weakened body, the man tried to remain silent and still as if that would help him evade capture and certain death from the creature below him. In reality, he was already dead, and he knew it. There was nothing that could change his fate at this point. The only uncertainty that remained was how his final breaths of his life would be spent. Would there be begging, or pleading for mercy, or would his body just lay helplessly paralyzed by the fear that now coursed throughout his nerve fibers? As he shut his eyes and dropped his chin into his sweat-soaked t-shirt, his thoughts unwillingly shifted to a photo with a broken frame, purposely left face down on his dresser. He recalled spending countless hours throughout the last few years, staring at the picture of his father preaching under an old canvas tent. He shook his head back and forth, trying to lose the image, but his father's stern, dark eyes stared back at him. As they always had. Tears filled his eyes and overflowed into his gray, untrimmed beard. He pulled at his ripped blue jeans and twisted them into knots within his palms. He shifted his body and slowly moved his back up against the rear supporting wall. Spiny shards of wood ripped easily through his wet t-shirt and punctured the thin skin covering his shoulder blades. Instinctively, His muscles tightened into knots while he bit his bottom lip to sustain the pain. The man exhaled quickly and tried to straighten his gangly, uneven frame. Pressing his tongue against his palate, he blasphemed the name of God through his clenched throat muscles. Turning his head, he spat thick saliva mixed with blood. A large shadow circled in a continuous pattern under the man's worn and stained work boots as an uncanny calm permeated the darkness around him. Was the creature simply toying or stalking him? Perhaps it was reconsidering or debating whether to let its prey survive one more agonizing night. Breaking the stillness, the monster growled in a deep guttural tone, then stopped its pacing directly underneath the man. The creature lunged at something below, then laughed in a heinous manner while agonizing screams erupted through the floorboards. Without warning, the screams were stifled by a thunderous smash as the demon gave a satisfied growl, followed by laborious, heavy exhales. After several moments, the semi-silence was again broken by a loud thud, as if something large and heavy had fallen and landed hard. The unmistakable sound of something being dragged across the floor soon followed. Then, the wane of an electric motor's dull pulsation caused the dim lighting below to fade. A sudden, violent tremor throbbed throughout the floor and shook the entire building. Though somewhat muted by the rotting wood below his feet, The explosion of snapping and grinding particles pierced the man's eardrums. Fearing it was only a matter of time until he would take the place of the cruelly shattered victim below, the man reluctantly peered through a small crack in the floorboards. A large metallic hook smeared in stale and fresh blood fell to the ground as the monster's shadow scurried away. How could this be? The man's own whisper caught him off guard. He looked at his palms, covered in sticky red fluid, and quickly rubbed it into his shirt. Turning his head, he felt warm bile rise from his stomach. He shut his eyes tight and bit down against his bottom lip. His body, limp and ghastly pale, quivered while his breathing intensified. Shaking his head from side to side and attempting to steady himself with his back and both hands placed firmly against the wall, he realized he needed to find some kind of composure before he lost the small shreds of lucidity that remained. The man counted to ten under his breath, then slowly opened his eyes and exhaled a long, shaken sigh. His attention was abruptly drawn to a thin thread of light breaking into the room directly to his left. He tightened his diaphragm and inched toward the beam, silently pondering the outcome if his feet should break through the soft wood. As the light drew nearer, he could faintly make out the remnants of a large oval window that was now heavily and crudely boarded up with splintered two-by-fours. Suddenly his foot struck a small object that skittered a few inches to his side. Dropping slowly against the thorny wall, he felt another shard of wood dig deep into the flesh below his kidney area. Warm, thick liquid steamed from the wound and rolled slowly down into his waistband. He reached behind and quickly tugged the bloody splinter from his lower back. His unkempt, charcoal-stained hair fell across his forehead, his lips silently profaned the name of Christ. Dropping to his knees, he released a silent gasp of stale air. The man swallowed hard as he let his palms fall to the floor, trying to steady his shaky arms. As he extended his fingers, his left pinky brushed a small, smooth cylindrical tube which he quickly pulled into his fist. Bringing the object close to his face, the man could barely distinguish that it was some type of antique metallic lighter. He brought the object to his chest while he rocked back and forth on his knees. The photograph of the man's father again replayed across his thoughts. Cold sweat beads formed on the man's brow as he pulled the lighter away from his body and flicked at the old wheel. To his surprise, the flame immediately ignited sending strange shadows fleeing up the wall. Only able to see a few feet in front of him, he noticed an antique sewing machine standing on a rusty metal table against the wall on his left. A long, orange mechanic's screwdriver and a few large pieces of broken mirror lay to its side. The man crawled a few yards to his right, guided solely by the tall frame, but stopped abruptly as if he slammed into a barricade. The odor of decaying or rotting meat was sudden and rushed into the man's eyes and throat. He turned his head and slowly crawled backward while trying to fight his body's need to regurgitate. Swells of panic washed over him in intermittent waves. Each time his body responded by twisting into a coiled mass of skin, muscle, and bone. His mind raced with distorted and grotesque images of men and women, their dismembered bodies strewn across long wooden benches. Finally, unable to refuse his body's will, the man vomited as his body collapsed on its side. Realizing his end was near, the man screamed as loudly as his body would afford him. Tears streamed down his cheeks. He could not move escape was impossible, and the thread of light from the window quickly faded. Blood from his waist fell to the floor and pooled near his side, invisible moving images of himself as a boy working in his family's cornfield, and Sunday afternoon bible studies with his brothers streamed across his glassy blue eyes. He swallowed hard when he saw the image of his father removing his wide black belt. The man's legs twitched as he recalled the stiff leather stinging his skin. He immediately reached into his right denim shirt pocket and pulled out a small, tattered testament that was given to him on his eighth birthday by his father. He brought the Bible to his face and struck at the lighter's wheel once more. The old, musty pages fanned quickly, but stopped somewhere in the middle of the book... Bringing the lighter to the page, he read aloud through trembling lips. The heart is deceitful, above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Without warning, the entire floor was jolted violently, followed by an eerie stillness. The man quickly sat up and fixed his eyes on a small trapdoor directly in front of him. He brought the lighter to his right side and noticed that blood and vomit had seeped through the floorboards and fallen into the room below him. The attic stairs crashed to the ground while dim light crept slowly into his chamber. Thunderous footsteps marched toward the man, his body paralyzed with fear. Before him stood a tall, ominous figure, dressed in a midnight colored duster that flowed to the floor and a wide-brimmed black hat covered his face. Through the yellowish, dusty haze, the man could see that his captor carried an empty picture frame, carefully held between its skinny, blood-stained hands. The creature stopped and slowly lifted its head above the shadows, ultimately revealing a partially skinned face and two hollow eye sockets. Its wispy gray hair danced ominously above its broad shoulders, carried on the deathly air rising from the steps. The demon moved toward its victim. Without thinking, the trembling man grabbed a piece of broken mirror from the floor and lunged at the creature, swinging wildly in all directions. The monster, unfazed by the shard of glass, laughed at the man and tilted its head as if somehow amused by his actions. Falling to his knees, the man lowered his head and waited for the inevitable. Instead, the creature simply laid the empty frame on the floor before the man, then gradually exited backwards down the stairs. Riddled with utter exhaustion, the man collapsed to his side and dropped the shard of polished glass into the empty, wooden frame, mere inches from his face. Confused and gasping for air, he lay on the floor studying his surroundings, his eyes fluttering against the darkness. A trail of fresh blood and fragments of human flesh and bone led to a side room several yards down a dimly lit hallway. A single tear rolled down the man's cheek and fell to the floor. The man then reached into the frame and grabbed the piece of mirror. Bringing it close to his face, he lifted his head and screamed toward heaven as the reflection bore the image of the monster in black. And that was our story. I hope it horrified you. Sometimes the protagonist of the story ends up being the antagonist as well. It's helpful to listen to this story more than once. Before we go, remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network. For more great content and community, visit ChristianGeekCentral.com. Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman reminding you the blood and vomit have seeped through the floorboards and fallen into the room below.